called to the booth. Kyler Murray lit it up again. We got Tom Brady going to SoFi Stadium. You know that's going to be a good one. Paul, drop that beat. Reverses. Murray. Looks long. He's got a receiver. There we go. If you guys weren't listening that this past weekend, Akeem Tlaib, Gus Johnson in the booth. Who needs two minutes? <laughs> We're going to need a lot more than that here on Call to the Booth this week. Wednesday show, Thursday show, breaking down the Broncos. Friday show about fantasy football. But here today, we're going to talk about that guy who didn't need two minutes, Kyler Murray. Akeem, what's good? Enjoy, enjoyed your weekend, I'm assuming. Man, I had a blast, Harrison. It's, hey, that Cardinals, man, I'm telling you, they're explosive, man. It's that whole offense. You see A.J. Green got involved. Uh, Rondell Moore got involved this week, man. Hop always involved. Uh, Christian Kirk has some more catches, man. Chase Edmonds. So, of course, Kyler Murray did his thing. And then, look, the Vikings, though, they started off knocking the Cardinals off the ball, man. Kirk Cousins played his ass off. So, I definitely went. I definitely saw the best game of the week. For sure. And it was just, I felt like the perfect pairing. That game was lit. You and Gus in the booth together, that's lit. And I'll tell you this, too. You might have Cardinals fans on your bumper telling you you got to call their games. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Because <laughs> <it'd be rocking. laughs> you're 2-0 now, and now they're taking on yeah. the Jaguars. You're calling that game, too, this weekend, which we'll talk about. you about to be 3-0 calling Cardinals games now. Hey, we'll see. It should be a good one, man. You know, you got this. You got Eventually, eventually, this number one pick going to come out of his shell. He going to throw it around, man. So how the game's been going since I pulled up, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a crazy high-scoring game. You know what I'm saying? So... We'll see, man. Me and Gus going to check it out, though. For sure. And one thing that we also will be checking out, not just the game, not just the players, uh, is also your fit. So this past weekend, after having the nice suit for the first two, for the first appearances last year, uh, there's a tweet, and I have to find it because I'm not butchering this man's tweet. Uh, the tweet coming from a Blake Garman, a key dressing like a member of Death Row Records. <laughs> Tell me what... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me behind uh, the fit choice, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, so, of course, you know, I shot with Elevate and um, Chandra do the suit. So, Chandra, we, we did it over the phone, and she was like, yeah, it's like a nude, like a nude blush. That's how she explained it to me, right? So, you know, I heard nude. I thought, like, tan, you know. Nude is like that tannish looking color, right? Yeah. Right? That's what that's I thought. What I yeah, thought right? yeah. That's what I thought. So, but I guess the blush kind of put that pink in there. So I seen it. I'm like, oh, shit. I guess pink. I ain't know it was going to be pink. But, you know, I put it on. I put the top part on. I'm like, oh, now this shit hard. So it was perfect, man. You know, it's, it was unexpected, honestly. But as soon as I seen it, I'm like, oh, this shit hard. So, you know, Chandra did her thing again. Any teasers for week for week three? Well, it's, it's, it's Florida appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Just say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. We'll 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 wait on it. We'll wait on it. And uh, uh, other, that. another note, another <laughs> note as well. And as I saw the fit, I was just like, here's the one problem 
with being, you know, having more money than the normal, quote unquote, normal person. You can't wear that fit again. Me, my nah, ass nah. would be wearing it like once every two, three weeks. <laughs> nah, it's, it's over with. Maybe the, under, maybe the shirt, you know what I'm saying? You probably could mix the shirt with something, the little shirt that I had up under. You probably could wear that another time next summer or some shit like that. But yeah, the suit is pretty much over with, man. We got to, you know, find something to do with it, right? There you go. All right. Uh, let's, let's talk some football. And let's talk about that game that you're calling this weekend in Florida. Arizona taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as I watched that game uh, last weekend, as we've watched Kyler Murray so far uh, since last, late last year, after, particularly right before the injury, he's looking like an MVP candidate. He's controlling yeah, he the is. entirety of the offense. It's him and Josh Allen are pretty much the only quarterbacks you really see going four wide out. And with the way that their defense is set up, where the Buffalo Bills have a very strong defense, particularly in that secondary, we're not seeing the same strength for the Arizona Cardinals defense. It seems as if he, if they keep this pace, he has to be MVP. And right now, he's plus 500, tied with Patrick Mahomes to win that honor. What do you think? Man, he definitely put his name in the runnings uh, with them two early performances. But uh, like you said, it's just dominant, man. He, he, he dominates the game when they need a score. And he get in attack mode, man, it's it's almost impossible to stop him, man. So if he keep this up, if he keep this pace up, man, it's going to be hard not to give him the MVP, honestly. So I want to also take a look at some other potential MVPs as well as we look at some other betting odds. Uh, so right now we also see that Derek Carr is 20 to 1. Tom Brady, 7 to 1. Matt Stafford, 10 to 1. Russell Wilson, 13 to 1. Um... Derek Carr is featured in our power, in your power rankings. They're actually listed in right here, as I see, at number three this week. Uh, mm -hmm. if, if you were going to put, you know, it's 20 to 1, so decent odds to make some money on it. Would yeah. you throw out a little change on it? You might as well, right? I mean, if you get paid 20 to 1, I mean, you throw $200 down, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you, you're going to come out well, you feel me? So it's your reward is your reward is so high. You might as well, and how they playing right now, You, I mean, you might as well. You might as well place that bet, man. If they stay healthy, they're probably going to continue to play like this, man. They, Derek Carr has been improving and improving, I feel like, with a bunch of different coaches. I feel like he's always getting better. They, I think they, they, might, they might have it figured out right now, man. They got the right group of weapons. He got good speed on the field. Man, he throwing it, he throwing it around. He's slanging it downfield. 20 to 1, man. I might go and put me a thousand on it. You know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, if I hit, I hit. If I don't, you know. Oh well. <laughs> charge charge it to the game. Charge it to, charge the, game. It to the game. But if you hit though, you twenty thousand up. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. charge that to the game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's a good point. I might it, it's definitely something to think about the way they're playing. Uh, let's go to the other side of that Arizona Cardinals matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Urban Meyer sent out uh, a message to Jaguars fans this past weekend after their loss, telling them to hang in there. I know you're starting, right. you're going to start doing like a little bit more research on the Jaguars going into this game for Sunday. Um, give me some reasons for optimism uh, for this Jacksonville Jaguars team on both sides of the ball. I mean, when you got a you got a winning coach, you got a winning quarterback, and he looked confident. They're not playing that well, but. I'll say the confidence is there. I watched the game versus the, versus the Broncos, man. He throwing that thing around field. He throwing it around the field. He trying to make tough throws. He's standing in the pocket. He working the pocket. So, 
the record is 0-2, but your future still look promising with this guy, man. It's it's you're gonna have those bumps in the road. It's a whole new organization. It's a whole new project they put together here. So you rarely see new projects click immediately, right? So he right. Just hang in there, get these guys some time, let them go through these growing pains. But right now, they're gonna take their bumps for sure. Yeah, best believe Buddha Baker, Isaiah Simmons, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, all trying to make sure it's a bumpy road for him in his third Definitely. game in the NFL. Oh, another quick hit right here on the Jacksonville Jaguars. James Robinson looks like he's gonna get he's getting back to more of the workload that we saw last mm -hmm. last year in week one. Carlos Hyde uh pretty much shared the carries and now he really dominated in the week two carries. We'll see how that plays out going forward. I know that a lot of people are interested to see how that plays out in fantasy football. Uh, Arizona Cardinals went ahead and beat those Minnesota Vikings who just missed a field goal and the win. Um, they're an 0-2 team. So are the Indianapolis Colts. You know, we do this every year, Keep Which 0-2 team has a good chance of still making it to the playoffs? Which 2-0 team is not really who we thought they were? I looked at all the 0-2 teams. Giants, Falcons, Jets. Like, they don't necessarily seem that they could make the playoffs. But it's the Vikings and the Indianapolis Colts, both 0-2. But I think they still have some promise here to make it to the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Harrison. But I will say, the only promise I will say is the Vikings could easily be 2-0. and So I, I'm, I'm going to say the Vikings out of all those teams is probably the best on two team. They could easily be 2-0. and Kirk Cousins is playing his ass off. He basically, in the first game, he drove them down. Tied the game up, two-minute drill, drove him down, tied the game up. Drove him down in overtime. Basically, you was in scoring position. Dalvin Cook fumbled. You lost the game. In this game, he did the same. He drove him down uh, for the win. Kicker missed, the, kicker missed the, uh, the field goal. So, the Vikings could easily be 2-0 with, with, uh, with, with two pretty good wins. A win, win against the Bengals and a win against the, the Cardinals. So, you know, I, I got to roll with the Vikings in that situation. I know Carson Wentz left that game last week uh, with an injury. It looks like he has two sprained ankles. Yeah. Uh, you don't seem too confident in, in their ability to make it to the playoffs. That division's not too strong. Well, I mean, they started off dealing with injuries in camp. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably the reason they started off 0-2. And, and at this point today, your quarterback got two sprained ankles. So, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I, I'm just, if I was in that building, I'd be like, ah, shit. Well, like, what are we going to do, man? He got two sprained ankles. We... He was already banged up. It's just, you know, it's just not looking good. So they definitely don't get my vote for for strongest 0-2 team. Yeah, and they're definitely not in your power rankings. Your power rankings going into week three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one, Los Angeles Rams at two, Las Vegas Raiders at three. We talked about Derek Carr earlier. Number four, Arizona Cardinals, with the keep kind of talked about as well. And the Kansas City Chiefs at number five. Speaking of the Chiefs, we'll mention them in our next segment because we got to find out what in the world happened to Tyreek Hill. This is called to the booth. We'll be right back. What's going on, Pastor Tan here, and you're watching Call to the Booth. Back with more Call to the Booth. No fly zone rankings going into week three. Broncos staying at number one. Patriots at two. Carolina Panthers at three. Want to talk about that? Los Angeles Rams at four, and the Miami Dolphins at five. Still a lot of shifting going on here, Keep as you're watching more and more tape, getting familiar with these teams. Tell me something real quick about the Carolina Panthers. Young group look good, man. It's a young group. They got they get a great pass rush. Uh, J.C. Horn got on the board, got his first pick of the year. Uh, 
They look good, man. I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to hear about him. You heard about the safety. You heard about him last year, a little bit chin. You're going to hear about Horn this year, man. He, he, he a lockdown corner. He's going to make a lot of plays. So they got some playmakers in that secondary. Strapped up the Saints. They had a, 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 a good first week against the Jets. Came out, strapped up the Saints. Got a couple turnovers against, uh, I mean, strapped up New Orleans. That's 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 good enough to get you on there. They're looking good. Great numbers in the, in the pass defense right now. Yeah, for sure. They've only, I think they've only allowed, under, they've allowed under 200 passing yards so far. And they've, mm-hmm. only, they've allowed 380 yards through two games. And this Thursday, they're taking on the Houston Texans without mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor. It looks like they're going to get off. They're going to dominate. Start, strong, yeah, strong start for them. Uh, and with that being said, as we look at secondaries, we have to look at our A-plus matchups. And when it comes to the A-plus matchups, there's only one rule. Akeem, what is it? You got to follow, baby. Yes, indeed. They already know the All right, rules. Let's, they already know what time it is. All right, let's look over week two real quick. Stephon Diggs did get a touchdown against uh, Xavier Howard. Josh Allen, beautiful play. Running mm-hmm. one side of the field, throwing across his body and finding him. It was really not one of those, like, he straight up got beat. Josh Allen is just being Josh Allen. Uh, but I did want to look at that Ravens uh, defense against Tyreek Hill. Three receptions, 14 yards. Akeem, I know uh, you were focusing on that, not just because you like big-time matchups, because Tyreek Hill's on your fantasy team. What happened? Definitely. They doubled him, Harrison. That's what they did. They doubled him. That's what they better do. Uh, keep one guy underneath, let him play man. Keep a guy over the top. Make sure he don't get deep. But the key to it is your guy underneath can't get beat because when you double them like that, usually they start running them on over routes and stop routes. They let them just get away from the low guy, right? Avery did a good job on him all night and uh, played tight coverage, had some pass breakups, and, you know, that's how they, that's how they beat him, man. Good underneath coverage, kept a guy over the top. One of the bigger matchups is going to be Calvin Ridley versus James Bradbury Jr. Bradbury Jr. did not do too well against Terry McLaurin last week in Thursday Night Football. We'll be keeping our eye on that and breaking it down next week. But the big-time matchup for Week 3, Jalen Ramsey going against Tom Brady. Does he stay on Mike Evans? Does he kind of move around? How in the world uh, are you going to use Jalen Ramsey in this matchup? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're going to use Ramsey in this matchup because, you know, he, he's been playing a lot of this star position. He's been at this nickel. And at this nickel, man, it's hard, to, it's hard to keep him out of the mix. So he's always to the action, and he's in, involved in a, a lot of plays. So they like him to play at this nickel. You ain't going to find Evans inside too much. So I don't know how that's going to play out. And honestly, I think they, gonna, they like their guys they got outside. Honestly, I think he's going to stay at the start. When they're in base, when it's just two receivers on the field and then base, uh, I think he might go to he might go to Evans' side. But you know, God winning AB so good, I don't know if that makes sense either, right? So I don't know if this is a follow week for Ramsey. I I, I highly doubt it. I just want to look at the other side of that matchup, key before we get uh, to our last uh, primetime game breakdown. Even though this game is not in primetime, Matthew Stafford's been throwing around the ball. We don't know the stats with Daryl Henderson so far, and we saw what happened in Week One. Um, it's really hard to rush the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and Matthew Stafford Stafford, and Cooper Cup have been going off. Uh, what do you think about their offensive uh, potential against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary? Well, you know, this pass game is it has a lot to do with the run. A lot, of, a lot of those times where you see Cooper Cup running free is because it's off play action. They just had a successful run, uh, you know, last drive or whatever. The run look exactly the same, and it's a pass, right? So I don't know if they're going to be able to do – if it's going to look 
as wide open on his defense. But but Cooper Cup, he'll win his one-on-one matchups, definitely. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as explosive as it's been, but he'll fare out pretty good. I know a lot of fantasy football owners are going to be uh, hoping to see some more production out of Robert Woods. Got a lot of more targets last week, but it's really been Cooper Cup who has been stealing a lot of the spotlight, especially in fantasy football and DFS. If you played him, you made some changes past weekend. All right, before we get out of here, and before we get to our Thursday show where we talk about the Broncos, let's do a primetime breakdown of the Monday night football game. Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, four-point favorites. It's a 51 over under, and that's as of right now. We'll see how it plays over the course of the week. Give me your first impressions of that line and that matchup. Hmm. Not too bad. Not too bad. The line is pretty fair. No, I like them Eagles, though. It's, it's, it's a tough pick, but I might ride with the Cowboys, man. I might ride with the Cowboys. Their defense is making plays right now, and uh, Dak tearing it up. So, uh, Trayvon Diggs, he probably might he might have an A-plus matchup. He might follow Devontae. He's been following, man. Trayvon Diggs, is he going to start being on our A-plus matchups because he's following. He followed Mike Evans week one, shut him out, followed Keenan last week, had a pick. I'm not sure what Keenan numbers look like, but I think he did pretty well. Pretty good against Keenan last week as well. So, might be another follow week for Trey Diggs. I'm going to ride with the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, Trey Diggs with that impressive, uh, he undercut that that pass against Keenan Allen. It's a very impressive play. Uh, we'll see how that matchup plays out. And to your point, they did get a lot of pressure despite the injuries. Uh, Micah Parsons felt like he was always in Justin Herbert's face. A very interesting matchup there. Eagles at the Cowboys. We'll be looking forward to it on Monday Night Football. And you should be looking forward to our Broncos show coming up tomorrow. We'll break down their matchup against the Jets. We'll talk about some betting lines. And then we'll talk about their brutal schedule coming up as well. This is Call to the Booth. I'm Harrison Sanford. That's Steve Tlaib. We'll see you next time.